At Roswell Park Cancer Institute, our mission is our passion to understand, prevent, and cure cancer. We proudly present another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk. Here's Bill Klaproth. If you have been diagnosed with mesothelioma or are at a high risk for the disease, rest assured that as a Roswell Park Cancer Institute patient, your care will be comprehensive, tailored to your individual needs and preferences, and delivered with compassion and respect. And here to talk with us about asbestos and mesothelioma is Dr. Sai Yendamuri, Chair of the Department of Thoracic Surgery at Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Dr. Yendamuri, thanks for your time. So first off, what is mesothelioma? So mesothelioma is a special kind of cancer in the chest that arises from the lining, the inside lining of the chest wall and the outer lining of the lung. So uh, the, these, this lining is something called, called pleura, uh, which sort of separates out the lung from the chest wall and keeps the lung moving well instead of there being friction. And uh, mesothelioma, malignant mesothelioma, is a, is a tumor arising from this particular lining. And how common of a problem is this today? Um, this, is, this problem is not that common. I would say there's an average of about somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 cases diagnosed in the United States every year. So it's fairly a rare cancer then. So who is at risk for mesothelioma? So the only really well-established known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos. So anyone who's been exposed to asbestos um, consistently for a, for a certain period of time are at risk. And at the people who are typically ex- exposed to asbestos are those who've worked in areas surrounding uh, asbestos. So those who worked in construction, in shipyards, in industries, uh, working with, say, brake linings and so on. Uh, those are the ones at high risk. Mm-hmm. And there is no cure for this, right? Um, so um, that's a tough question. So let me put it this way. The way you treat mesothelioma is with a combination of chemotherapy, surgery, and radiation. Now, if you take 100 patients who've been treated with surgery, somewhere between 10 and 25 of these patients will be alive at five years. Okay, And the chance of beating the disease, that is living up to five years without the disease, depends on how much disease there is and how far it is spread. So there is a chance for cure, but it's a small chance. Okay, very good. And what are the symptoms then? How does this differ than a regular lung cancer? Right. The uh, mesothelioma most of the time is a very slow-growing tumor, so the symptoms sort of creep up on you. So the most common situation uh, in which patients come to us is a situation where they're slowly getting short of breath, and when their physician gets a chest X-ray, they find fluid around the lungs. So this fluid typically is uh, is what we call in medical terms tapped. That is, they, they put a needle in, get some fluid out, and they send it off for testing. About half the time, even if there is mesothelioma, right, uh, those cells, those cancerous cells are not found in the fluid. So unless physicians specifically su- uh, uh, suspect mesothelioma and do a special procedure to biopsy the pleura, 
uh, this tends not to be found. Now, since the vast majority of people with fluid around their lungs don't have mesothelioma, it makes it a particularly difficult diagnosis to make. So that's why it's important to get the background of the individual to find out if they were around asbestos in their life. Correct. So we don't use asbestos anymore in homes or businesses um, for the most part, right, unless there's a specialized industrial need for it. But some older homes still have asbestos up in the attic. So are there ways we can protect ourselves from asbestos exposure? Yes, I mean uh, the the best way is awareness, and if you and you can test for asbestos uh, in 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 you know in in the house, and certainly areas that that have asbestos you know can be replaced, um, uh, and so on. So 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 you know that those precautions uh, 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 should be taken. But you're right, asbestos pretty much uh, has been uh, has not been used for several decades now. However, what happens with mesothelioma is that it takes about 30 to 40 years after exposure to asbestos for this to actually develop. So, um, uh, you know, there's a long lag period between exposure and the instance of disease. So the patients we are seeing now are not the patients who are exposed today or even 10 years ago, but the patients who are exposed to asbestos 40, 50 years ago. Those are the patients we see today. Right, and we didn't weren't aware of those dangers back then, and a lot of us went to schools that had asbestos insulation inside. That's correct. In several developing countries. Oh, where it's still being used there. That's correct. Hmm, interesting. So someone with mesothelioma, is there a way to manage the disease? Are there any lifestyle changes that someone can incorporate to try to help them live with the disease? Um, uh, well... The, the lifestyle that the the lifestyle changes that we ask patients uh, you know to adopt are pretty much what you'd expect any patient at that age should have that is more exercise good food um, you know food rich in protein um, and so on and so forth but that by itself really doesn't impact the the course of the disease a whole lot uh, what's required is early diagnosis, having a, what we call a high index of suspicion, um, uh, and getting a biopsy done soon, and uh, getting to a center that's experienced in treating this disease uh, as soon as possible. So if someone is listening to this and thinks they may have been exposed to asbestos 20, 30, 40 years ago, as you were saying, maybe somebody in their 70s now is like, oh my gosh, I was around asbestos. Is there a way to get tested to know if you potentially have this or are at a high risk for it? Right. So if someone is at a high risk after careful screening, um, you know, you could consider getting getting an imaging study done. Um, but that should be done by someone who is familiar with the disease and familiar with interpretation of the CT scans, because even the findings on CT scans of this disease can be very subtle. Um, Unlike lung cancer, there is no standard screening test for uh, uh, mesothelioma, but in those patients who are at a very high risk, particularly if they smoke and have asbestos exposure, uh, we often will do a CT scan to get a baseline uh, 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 understanding of, of what their chest looks like. So you have to really know what you're looking for. 
That's correct. And why does Roswell Park Cancer Institute see an above-average number of patients with mesothelioma? Well, we are the regional referral center here for most complex cancer, and therefore we do see uh, patients with mesothelioma um, because the treatment for this, whether it be radiation, surgery, or chemotherapy, is fairly sophisticated. It takes a lot of support to get patients through the treatment. Um, there are a lot of options uh, that we have that don't exist anywhere else uh, in this area, uh, and the clinical trials that we have for meso here also provide a resource for these patients. So all of this uh, put together, um, you know, provides a resource for patients that very few centers can uh, provide. So, so that's why we end up seeing these patients and taking care of them. And that necessary expertise that is needed. Well, Dr. Yenda Murray, thank you so much for your time today. For more information, visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Cancer Institute. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.